Good morning and happy Sabbath, everyone. Welcome to Eyes on Prophecy here on the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast. This is Pastor Vince, and we're back together once again for part two of our study called Angel Messages from Space. We are studying about the three angels' message in the book of Revelation chapter 14, and so glad that you're back with me once again as we continue our study on the three angels' messages. It is Sabbath, October 7th, 2023, and uh, just in case you missed our study from last week, I invite you to go back, uh, scroll back to last week's study, part one, on angel messages from space as we started this lesson study. And as I said, we're going to continue today with part two of our study. Our study today and uh, moving forward as it was even uh, last week, uh, from last week moving forward, our study focuses on Revelation chapter 14. And uh, I'm going to reread and uh, I ask you to read with me in your Bibles, uh, Revelation chapter 14, starting at verse number six. But before we do that, let us have a word of prayer. Loving Father, thank you so much for this time that we have together to study your word as we learn more about the three angels' messages in the book of Revelation. We pray that you will prepare our hearts and minds to receive what you have to teach us today. And may we gain a deeper understanding into your word about this particular subject matter. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. So friend, as I just said a moment ago, we are learning about the three angels' messages. And our focus is Revelation chapter 14, verses 6 through 14. So uh, go ahead and grab your Bible. I'll give you a moment to grab your Bible. And when you grab your Bible, go ahead and open up to Revelation chapter 14. And uh, after we read Revelation 14, 6 to 14 together, I'll give a quick recap of what we covered last week, and then we'll move forward with today's lesson study. All right, hopefully, hopefully you've got your Bible, and go ahead and open it up if you will, to Revelation chapter 14, and we're going to start at verse number 6. Revelation chapter 14, starting at verse, starting at verse 6 says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Verse 8. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Then a third angel followed them, saying, with a loud voice. If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, 
which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Verse 11. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Verse 13. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. And verse 14. Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. May God add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. Amen. We just read Revelation 14, 6 through 14, which is the basis of our lesson study, once again entitled Angel Messages from Space. I want to give you a uh, just a quick recap of what we looked at last week. Um, we answered three questions, and um, the first question was, why are we studying Revelation? Isn't it sealed? Uh, you know, many people believe that the book of Revelation is a sealed book. Why do we even bother studying it? Uh, there's too much symbolism. It's a scary book. I've heard all sorts of things from people. So uh, they have set in their minds that they're not going to study the book of Revelation. But it is important um, that when we're studying Bible prophecy, we want to know what God says about the future, you know, how we need to prepare for Jesus' second coming. So um, well, we looked at um, six reasons why, uh, or, or six crucial reasons why we should study Revelation. We said, number one, it has, uh, it has never been sealed, according to Revelation 22 and 12. We also learned that the very name Revelation means unveiling, opening, or revealing. We also learned that Revelation is Jesus' book. We learned that Revelation is written uh, primarily for and geared toward the people of our day. We learned that a special blessing is pronounced upon those who read Revelation and heed its counsel. And Revelation describes God's end-time people, his church, with startling clarity. We also took a look at uh, the question, um, God commissioned his church to take the gospel to every creature, according to Mark 16 and 15. So how does he symbolize this sacred work in Revelation? The answer, the word angel literally means messenger. So it is fitting that God uses three angels to symbolize the preaching of his three-point gospel message for the last days. God uses the symbolism of angels to remind us that supernatural power will accompany the messages. And we took a look, and we took a look at uh, question number three uh, before we concluded last week's study. Um, the question was, what two crucial points does Revelation 14.6 reveal about God's message for the last days? The answer, 
the two uh, the two crucial points are one that it is the everlasting gospel and two that it must be preached to every person on earth we also took a look at satan's counterfeits now satan's counterfeits while many include two very effective ones number 1 salvation by works and number 2 salvation in sin these two counterfeits are uncovered and revealed in the three angels' messages. Many, without realizing it, have embraced one of these two errors and are trying to build their salvation upon it, which is an impossible feat. We also must stress that no one is truly preaching the gospel of Jesus for the end time who does not include the three angels' messages. That is our mission here at Sacrificial Lamb Ministries is to prepare others for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And that should include the preaching of the three angels' messages. So this lesson study that we're going through um, and we'll be going through uh, for another couple weeks or so is, um, is going to show our commitment to preparing others for the second coming of Jesus Christ by sharing this lesson on the three angels' messages. So now we're going to move forward to our next question in the lesson. Um, our question is, what four distinctive points does the first angel's message cover? If we go back to Revelation 14 and 7, if we reread that, Revelation 14 and 7 says, Saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him. For the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. So the answer, again, the question is, what four distinctive points does the first angel's message cover? Number one, fear God. Now, what does it mean to fear God? Well, this means we should, uh, we should revere God and look upon him with love, trust, and respect eager to do his bidding. This keeps us from evil. So by saying, uh, by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil, according to Proverbs 16 and, and 6, um, Solomon, the wise man, also said, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's duty, or this is man's all or whole duty, according to Ecclesiastes 12 and 13. So once again, fear God. This means we should uh, revere God and look upon him with love, trust, and respect, eager to do his bidding. This keeps us from evil. Uh, by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil, according to, to Proverbs 16 and 6. So Solomon, the wise man, also said, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all whole duty. Ecclesiastes 12 and 13. Number two, give glory to God. We fulfill this command when we praise, thank, and obey God for his goodness to us. One of the major sins of the last days is unthankfulness, according to 2 Timothy 3 verses 1 and 2. Number three, the hour of his judgment is come. Now this indicates that everyone is accountable to God and it is a clear statement that the judgment is now in session. A number of translations say has come instead of is come. And number four, worship the creator. 
This command rejects idolatry of all kinds, including self-worship, and repudiates the theory of evolution. There are many people who believe in the theory of evolution, but friend, that is not biblical. So again, this command rejects idolatry of all kinds, including self-worship, and repudiates the theory of evolution, which denies that God is creator and redeemer. Now, many books and talk shows stress self-esteem, which can lead to self-worship. We know there are many books, teachings, quotes out there about self-esteem, you know, uh, helping to build our self-esteem. But according to the Bible, this can lead to self-worship. Christians find their value in Christ, who makes us sons and daughters of God. The gospel includes the creation and redemption of the world by the Lord God. Worshiping the creator includes worshiping him on the day he set aside as a memorial of creation, which is the seventh day Sabbath. That Revelation 14.7 refers to the seventh day Sabbath is made clear by the fact that the words made heaven and earth, the sea, were lifted right out of the Sabbath commandment which is found in Exodus 20 and 11 and used here. So if you want to learn more about the Sabbath, um, you can look at the Amazing Facts Study Guide number seven. Our roots are found in God alone, who made us in his image in the beginning. Now, those who do not worship God as creator, no matter what else they might worship, will never discover their roots. So again, those who revere God will find joy in serving him. When we revere God, we will find joy in serving him, worshiping on his Sabbath, doing as he uh, commands us to do. We're not caught up in self-worship. We are worshiping the creator God, just like our parent or anyone else in leadership, anyone else in authority, or, you know, the person doesn't have to be in, in, uh, in, a, in a position of authority. It could just be whoever. Whoever the person is that we have reverence for, that we respect, if I'll say it that way. We have, you know, a lot of respect for a particular person. We, you know, we hold a person in high regard. Whatever they say, whatever they ask us to do, we're going to do it without reservation because we have such, again, such respect for that person. That's how we should love God. When we, uh, when we uh, revere him, when we love him, when we um, um, uh, recognize him as the creator, as the Lord of our life, we will do whatever he asks, asks us to do. And that includes honoring his seven-day Sabbath, among other things. So that answers our question, what four distinctive points does the first angel's message cover? We said, fear God give glory to God, the hour of his judgment has come, and worship the Creator. Our next question, what solemn statement does the second angel make about Babylon? What does the angel of Revelation 18, 18 urge God's people to do? Okay, let's take a look again at Revelation 14 and 8. Let's reread that. It says, and another angel followed saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath 
of her fornication. In Revelation 18, let's take a look at, uh, let's turn over to Revelation 18. And we're going to take a look at verses 1, 2, and 4. Revelation 18, verses 1, 2, and 4. Revelation 18, verse 1 says, After these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. Verse 2, And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen is fallen and has become a dwelling place of demons a a prison for every foul spirit and a cage for every unclean and hated bird and verse 4 and I heard another voice from heaven saying come out of her my people lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues so again the question is what solemn statement does the second angel make about Babylon What does the angel of Revelation 18 urge God's people to do? The answer, the second angel states that Babylon is fallen, and the voice from heaven urges all of God's people to come out of Babylon at once, so they will not be destroyed along with it. So unless you know what Babylon is, you could easily end up staying in it. That answers question number five concerning um, Revelation 14 and 8, which we just read, and Revelation, yeah, Revelation 14, verse 8, Revelation 18, verses 1, 2, and 4. The next question, against what does the third angel solemnly warn? Against what does the third angel's message solemnly warn? The Bible says in Revelation 14, 9 and 10, 14, 9 and 10, we will reread that. 9 says, Then the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. I want to speak to um, verse number nine, where it says, receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand. Friend, you know, earlier this week on Facebook, on our um, Sacrificial Lamb Ministries Facebook page, I posted something um, concerning, you know, the mark, the fact that the mark uh, is not... It's not an actual chip, you know, okay, I'll just say it this way. Many people believe that the mark of the beast is a, is a literal chip in the hand or on the forehead. Friend, that is not what the mark of the beast is. If you scroll back to our studies over the past several weeks I taught on the Antichrist who is the Antichrist if you go back and listen to those messages you will learn who the Antichrist is who the true Antichrist of the Bible is so I shared on Facebook something to the effect a posting about the fact that 
the mark of the beast is not a literal chip in the hand or the forehead. And boy, did I get a lot of backlash about that. Oh, what are you talking about? You're a false teacher. That, that's not right. That's a lie, etc., etc., etc. Friend, I'm just sharing with you what the Bible says. Now, at the end of the at the end of the day, and I've said this before, that everybody claims to have the truth, or everyone believes that they have the truth. I have the truth. No, I have the truth. No, I have the truth. What you're saying is a lie. That's not the truth. So. I'm here to tell you that what I'm sharing with you, I believe, from the Bible, is the truth. Now, you may be listening to this saying, well, no, pastor, you're lying. What you're saying, what you're sharing right now today, that's not the truth. Whatever. Okay, friend. Well, I heard someone say, um, there's a pastor that um, I respect very much. He said, know what you believe, why you believe, and where to find it. There are many uh, there are many people in the world that will say X, Y, Z just based on what they were taught. They did not study the Bible for themselves, and I've said this before too. We need to be like the Bereans, and that is to still receive instruction, not have the attitude of, well... I'm just going to study on my own. I'm not going to listen to anyone. I'm not saying we should not listen to anyone else, but we should, as they say, as we say these days, fact check, fact check what we are taught to make sure what we are taught is so. So um, I digress. But all I'm saying is what I'm sharing with you today, what I have been sharing with you and will continue to share with you is straight out of the Bible. And as our motto says here at the podcast, we stand for God's truth, not man's traditions. And we bring you straight Bible truth for these last days. In these last days, there's going to be many people that are going to be deceived. There are people who are deceived as I speak to you. There will continue to be people who will be deceived. God has called us among other people, not just us, to bring the straight Bible truth for these last days. So let me jump back to the lesson because I digressed. I apologize, but I needed to get that off my chest. Against what does the third angel's message solemnly warn? I just read Revelation 14, verses 9 and 10. The answer The third angel's message warns people against worshiping the beast and his image and receiving the mark of the beast in their forehead or hand. The first angel commands true worship. The third angel tells of the tragic consequences connected with false worship. Do you know for certain who the beast is and what his mark is? Unless you know, you can end up worshiping the beast without realizing it. Study guide number 20, which is, uh, we're going to get to study guide number 20 eventually. We're on study guide number 16 right now. Angel messages from space. But just hang in there with me because we're going to be looking at study guide number 20 concerning the mark of the beast. 
So that study guide, when we come to it, is going to provide full details regarding the beast and his mark. And then study guide number 21 explains his image. So let me just reiterate if this is your first time listening to this program or to these lesson studies on Bible prophecy. We are using, of course, the Bible as our primary textbook, but the lessons that I'm going through are provided by um, by Amazing Facts. This is lesson or study guide number 16, Angel Messages from Space. As I just said a moment ago, we're going to I'll be moving through these lesson studies. And lesson 20 is going to focus on the mark of the beast. What is that actual mark? You know, it's not, I already said, it's not a chip. It's not a literal chip in the forehead or the hand, as many people believe. But we're going to, you know, uh, you know we're going to dive deeper into that eventually. So just hold on tight. Fasten your seatbelts, as they say. So we just answered the question, Against what does the third angel's message solemnly warn? We took a look at that. And friends, that's going to conclude our study for this week. I'm about to run out of time. I ask that you go back and listen to this recording again. Listen to this study again. Just in case there's something you missed or whatever. Something you need uh, some clarification on. Um, I pray that you will go back. Listen to last week's lesson study, part one, on angel messages from space. And this concludes part two of our lesson study, angel messages from space. Let us close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this lesson study. Thank you that we have a clearer understanding of what the three angels' messages are, according to your word in Revelation chapter 14 verses 6 to 14. Help us to have a clear mind and open heart to continue to receive what you need to teach us about these last days and the three angels' messages. Father, there are many of us walking around here deceived, misinformed, not having straight Bible truth. Many of us are ready to fight, argue, and just uh, disrespect others because they are not teaching what we believe to be the truth. Father, help us to have humble hearts to receive Bible truth from others, others that you have uh, that you have truly sent to bring clarity and understanding to what your word says. We thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. Help us to put what we learned into practice. That others will be drawn closer to you. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, thank you so much for joining me for another edition of Eyes on Prophecy. We uh, uh, We just took another look at Um, our lesson study, Angel Messages from Space. This concludes part two of our lesson study. We'll, We'll continue next week by God's grace with our lesson entitled Angel Messages from Space. I pray that you will have a blessed Sabbath. I pray that you have a great weekend. May the Lord be with you. 
continue studying, continue to be like the Bereans of the days of old who diligently study God's word for themselves. They fact-checked what they were taught, just like I wanted to do with me. I am no different than the teachers of the old days. Please uh, study the Bible. Go ahead and reread and study or review what we covered today and have been covering so that you have a better, uh, you have a better understanding of what God is trying to teach. As I always say, you are listening to the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast, where we stand for God's truth, not man's traditions, and we bring you straight Bible truth for these last days. The WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast is a global outreach ministry of Sacrificial Lamb Ministries. We are outreach driven. I am your teacher, Pastor Vince. Be blessed, stay safe, and may the Lord be with you.